Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the best book club in the multiverse. This is the latest session of the Geek Explained Book Club, where every single Friday, I, along my fellow defenders of Earth and justice and liberty, go through every single issue of every single volume of Robert Kirkman, Corey Walker, and Ryan Otley's. The quote. Captain America in the film Captain America the Winter Soldier, the price of freedom is high, but it's a price I'm willing to pay. And that is what this book is all about. Almost there. Yeah, we're talking Invincible, guys. (laughs) (laughs) So we are going through every single volume of Invincible and we are here. We're here. It's volume 25 of Invincible, The End of All Things, part two, with an itty bitty asterisk here. So before I dive into what that asterisk means, of course, I am joined by the only two men who I would trust to help me liberate the children of my fellow members of my almost extinct race before taking over the planet, taking them back out into the stars and shining justice and liberty among the entire galaxy. Jacob Brown. Hi, everyone. And Malcolm Russell Nelson. Invincible, baby. 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 So this, uh, this <laughs> Jacob, what is what's 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 going on? What's going on, man? I'm really sad. <laughs> yeah, understandably I'm, so. I'm really I'm really Eeyore right now just because uh, it's not because of the content of what we read. It's just I'm really sad that this is it. This is this is the end of it. We're, we're really we're really doing Almost. this well what Almost if i told you that it wasn't the end what if i told you that we were what? just almost there what well almost there i mean we're already there starting with not this, quite aren't we? not quite because this episode we are taking chapters 139 through 143 all the way just until the last bit of this book and next week is going to be our grand finale issue 144 of invincible as we do a full series wrap up talk about our favorite moments maybe say our favorite volumes and the whole shebang i'll tell you more about that at the end here but for this episode we are doing the majority of volume 25 Uh, chapter 139 through 143 and this is the big final battle to decide the fate of the world yeah this was uh this one of a couple big final battles to decide the fate of the world yeah Yeah. there's there's all every like two (laughs) volumes there's a gigantic final battle to decide the fate of the world but this one this one contained two of them in one volume Mm-hmm. Yeah. which felt like as abrupt to me as when we went from invincible war straight into conquest yeah like yeah. it was that kind of whiplash that was yeah. just like oh shit okay we're doing this now oh man oh okay all right let's do this, this doesn't but at the same time we should have seen it coming that's should've the thing seen it coming. you yeah. should see it coming when when robot takes the kids you yep. should see it coming but well, you don't. Yeah, because we knew because we knew because we knew he had ulterior motives. But then they mm-hmm. did that little uh, that little red herring where he's like, mm-hmm. "I'm just keeping you all safe because they're like, going to come here and try to kill you." Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Of course, we know better now. Mm-hmm. But 
without further ado, let's go ahead and dive into this. Chapter 139 opens up exactly where we left off. Nolan is in critical condition. He has been severed almost completely in half by Thrag. Thrag. And we are getting ready to finish this war. So I love Adam Eve's initiative here, right? She's based, She sees this on the monitors. She's like, is he alive? Does he have a reading? And they're like, okay, yeah, he's, he's still alive, but barely. And she just like zooms out of here. Guys, Adam Eve is a good person. Adam Eve fucking rules. Adam Eve fucking rules. That's, that's a better statement, yes. Absolutely. And then we He's get the to goat. see this great moment where Mark is basically like, okay, fuck this. And so he like he's been like pinned down by at least like 10 of these guys. And he just rips through all of them. That elbow into one of the, the uh on his face. The face, yeah. Yeah. The face just shattering it. Like, yeah. come on. And then him doing like you could tell that he got like a kind of spin going with like his hands outstretched yeah, to like slash all of them in half. Yeah, super like, freaking like sword, you know. So yeah. he goes off, tackles uh, Thrag, and brings him basically away from the battlefield while everybody else is kind of dealing with everything. The two of them are battling, and then a little rocket ship pops up. It's Robot. Robot is here. He His rocket... This is the coolest thing, okay? Yeah. We have given a lot of <laughs> shit to Robot, and deservedly so, but... The rocket that we see him like climb into in last volume turns into a gigantic robot armor. Like this is Tony Stark at his worst. It's pretty badass. Yeah, super freaking cool. Thought it's it was gonna be badass. a bomb. Same. Totally thought it was gonna be a bomb. Yeah. Same. Mm-hmm. But instead, it's like I don't know if it was Ultimates two or Ultimates three, where he has that like giant satellite that turns into an armor. Yeah. 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 Super uh, freaking cool. Yeah, I think that was Ultimus too. Yeah. Yeah. So they continue to battle. Alan is fighting against Ursal, which I think is really interesting. And he goes to rescue Nolan. Craig pops up. Our boy Craig the Redeemer. Craig the Redeemer. Pops up with the cocky line too. Oh, hell yeah. Socks around the face. Is like, what's the matter? Your heart's not into this? Like, (laughs) yeah. So tight. And then we get to see the coolest fucking thing that I don't think anybody knew about the space racer bike. Oh yeah. Cause it gets torn up last mm-hmm. volume. And then he just like pulls it back together. Holy shit. Space racers bike is a lot like silver surfers board. Yes. Yes. To me, my to bike me. To, to me, me to me, yeah. my bike to me, <laughs> to me, my bike. My bike. <laughs> yeah. So Eve oh, arrives. Man. She basically puts uh puts nolan in a little bubble and tries to head back towards uh towards the ship however one of the raftars that got loose goes to attack eve and who comes in to save her huh uh, she who shall not be named she who shall not be named shows up takes the the raftar away and uh, Eve ends up helping her out as well. And Ursal, I, I love this panel where Ursal is just caught in the moment of, of all this like destruction and death around her. And she realizes the difference. Yeah. Really freaking cool. But then, of course, 
the moment is cut short because the raft a different Raftar attacks she who will not be named slices her up down the middle and uh eve tries to save her as well takes both her and nolan back to the ship uh mark continues his battle with thrag and the two of them this is this is the moment right where i was basically because we had seen this this whole thing where thrag has this moment with her saw last volume where he almost embraces her and he like motions that he's going to crush her head and he doesn't and we speculated on whether this means you know either he's changing or he just realizes that he needs to keep her around for like her use and at this point i don't even know what to fucking make of that drag fucking sucks yeah drag fucking sucks he's a psychopath because he go he goes much like charles xavier he goes children to me Uh and then just like Charles Xavier in Marvel Comics starts whipping children at his enemies. Yeah, yeah. that's exactly. <laughs> that's exactly. It's a regular Krakoa situation over here. He's straight up like just grabbing them and yeeting them at Mark to distract it's him. Like, bodied, bodied, every just single time. Terrible. Absolutely. He's flailing around one of one of their legs like at him. Yeah, he's hanging yeah. onto the leg and using it as like a whip. <laughs> yeah, just it's insane. Bad. Just really, really bad. And then finally, Ursal notices what he's doing and she's just like, the fuck? As she has Craig in a headlock. Yeah. Apparently, Craig was the one that was cocky in this situation. Mm. <laughs> uh, we saw how many ladies he has on the side. He's cocky in every situation. Cocky. Yeah, he's, he's cocky in cocky. every situation. <laughs> you know what I mean? Good for him. Oh just, just good for him. Honestly, good you for know? him. Lay that pipe, bro. Go for it. So, Mark basically tackles Thrag into the sun as Ursal is left in tears. Eve gets them back. We see the battle continuing to rage. And then, as I, I love this sequence of eight panels where you see Mark taking Thrag further towards the sun as the battle is kind mm. of raging in other panels. Yeah. We see our boy Luke, Lucan, doing Hell his yeah. thing, yeah. doing his power Hell man yeah. thing. Chopping somebody yeah. right in half. Boom. Yeah. Off and then their head. Just <laughs> as the just as the uh violence gets to an all-time high, Rasal surrenders. And she surrenders for everyone. This was a moment. This was incredible. And as you know, as she Ursal's surrenders, fucking cool. Ursal rules. Ursal rules. Ursal She's gets back to cool. you know. She basically goes to Alan and says, you know, we're done. No one else has to die. They're taken into custody. Just as we get a quick look at the ship, and you hear one of the doctors say, "This one is still breathing," and it's Nolan. She who has been unnamed uh, did not make it. Mm-hmm. This was heartbreaking. Yeah, and that's it. Surprisingly, is it's. I didn't think eh. it was going to hit me as hard, but this hit me. This hit me kind of hard, for sure. No, it's for sure like been built in in the last you know eight issues or so, like. How how we're going to feel about this character? Like for for right. sure, it's 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 an emotional manipulation game. Absolutely, it's very. But it works very, very well. Yeah, it's a very complicated character, a very complicated situation. Obviously, 
but it was I was surprised that they decided to go that direction. And then we have one of the best endings to any of these issues where they're just like, we're Mark and Thrag. And you just turn the page and they're fighting on the surface of the sun. Like, mm-hmm. come on. And then you get, <laughs> Hell yeah. That, that leads right into the next issue, which I think is one of the coolest fights I've ever seen in a comic book. Same yeah. here. Yeah. And I think this might be the best fight in Invincible. It's, oh, those are strong words. It might be, though. I think this is the best fight. It's like it's one issue and it's the best fight. Yeah. The the only way I can actually see them topping this is if they got Superman and nuclear man to do this kind of redisplay, but really like that's Wait, how long are nuclear thing. man's nails in this fight? How long are they? Cause that's going to, that's going to weigh heavily on that's, that's going to weigh I mean, pretty heavily. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm going to say they're like uh salon style. Not okay. really, okay. Not really okay. that thick enough, okay. but, but just enough, kind okay. of like, uh, okay. kind of just enough for a scratch, you know, like a, is going to get affected scratch, you know, kind of thing. Is is John Cryer there, and is he, <laughs> is he like, Lex you know, Luthor? nephew and, and, Luthor, or is he Lex Luthor? And does does Nuclear Man sound like Gene Hackman, or? Or oh yeah, like, oh yeah, no, absolutely. Okay. It has to be. It. it has to be Gene Hackman cool. providing the voice. Yeah, but Don't no, remember. we keep. But we. But no, we keep. Uh, we keep John as like as Lex Luthor, not not the nephew. I think that would be actually kind okay. of fun. Yeah. Okay. Like he's. Okay. Y'all remember when Nuclear Man popped up in the in the Bendis Superman comics? Yeah, I yes. do. Yes, I For do. Real quick, like, right? Like, just it to be slaughtered by fucking. Rogel, yeah, Rogelzar. Rogelzar. Yeah, <laughs> fucking the worst. Anyway, <laughs> oh, so no, it's, not. it's fucking the worst. It's not so, the worst. Trust me, it's so, way worse. It's way more fucking the worst. <laughs> so, We're in uh, one right now. Whoa! <laughs> this is the Invincible Podcast. So we're gonna take a quick <laughs> left turn before we start to physically fight. Um, <laughs> So Mark and Thrag are fighting on the surface of the sun. They're like communicators are still on. For This is my question, okay? Why does Thrag have a communicator? They never said anything about him having the communicator. So how are they communicating? I think he communicates with the other um, it's uh, children. It's built from technology, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. That I don't remember them saying anything about that. <laughs> But he, but he's been communicating with the other kids like through telepathy and shit. Like, yeah, but when he does the, you know, to me thing, like it, that's eh, whatever. I that's, nah. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> All mites are low we've, level. We've talked about it does before, <laughs> and it no, it does not help. So either way, this fight is fucking rad. So we they're brought fighting. this issue all the way back up. It's amazing. We always do. We always do. So they're fighting on the surface of the sun. By the way, um, two Viltrumites fighting during the daytime. Pretty much what you saw in the uh, animated series. So we're still only nine out of ten. We're still ninety percent uh, talking about just the oh comics. Um, oh we, we got it pretty good though. Full circle coming back <laughs> into this. Been like how many is there? like like episodes? Of this? <laughs> Blood just starts pouring from my nose. Oh god! That's what you come to 
this podcast for deep cuts like scanners scanners uh one of the best x-men movies ever made oh absolutely so it truly is actually it is so they're fighting x-men movie they're fighting on the surface of the sun (laughs) they're having you know just this knockdown drag out brawl on the surface of the sun and you would think that with them being so close to it and it really just kind of being different shades of yellow and orange that it would get like hard to look at but strangely it isn't this like is at a all. beautiful looking fight so it's insane good. how good looking this issue yeah. is super good like it's it's kind of crazy how done how well done this is it, it feels hot too like yeah everyone has conveyed uh ryan otley and uh nathan fairbairn is the colorist on this i think it really comes down to the colors a lot yeah like it, the sweat it, it coming really off of them. Just the heat yeah, yeah like the the heat sweat. of the sun like yeah. It, yeah it's it's just thick and you know i mean they're constantly losing articles of clothing and then skin like yep. so yeah. like every panel they look even more deteriorated you I'm know looking like at that panel where thrag throws him and he's like getting the skin off of his back burned yeah yeah, it's yeah. so oh, it's so tight. Super, super cool. So at one point he does throw him very close to the surface, the actual surface of the sun, which damages Mark's communicator, right? So they're battling and his communicators, you know, kind of fizzing out. And Thrag's having this monologue where he's he's just like, you know. Wait, I gotta do the voice. Okay. <clears throat> I don't need to hear your misguided platitudes on how things should be or what I should be doing. The only thing you need to know is that you can't be allowed to live. You were destined to die from the moment you were... Oh, hell. And then he just plunges him into the surface of the sun. Burning off their skin, burning off their hair. Like, this is super fucking cool. And then we get the most amazing monologue from Mark Grayson. The the transition here is unbelievable. Unbelievable. Because now neither of them have communicators. And so it's all just Mark's interior thoughts. Yeah. And I, I just think that smooth transition of like, oh, we've been getting their thoughts, but it's in conversation to now it's narration boxes for for the first time in this entire series. We haven't had we haven't had narration boxes the entire series. No, Holy yeah, shit. You're yeah, right. not from a character's point of view. It's no. been from an omniscient point of view. Oh but my god, not from a character's point of view. Yeah. yeah, this has been the most cinematic moment of this comic. That that is a definition of a of a Spider Man moment of yeah. like full yeah. monologue in his mind. Yeah, Holy um, shit. it is yeah, so right. beautiful. It's yeah. awesome. It's, it's it's when awesome. I started crying. I, I Honestly, this is this, a very emotional fight. <laughs> this is where I started Absolutely crying in it this is. comic, actually. <laughs> this is not just for the fate of the world. This is for the fate of the entire universe. And like them just fighting on the surface of the sun, everything being burned away from them as Mark is waxing poetic about his old journey and why, you know, why he is going to win because he fights for his family while Thrag just mm-hmm. fights for himself and it can come off like if you just hear that on paper and i'm not doing it any justice like it could be super hokey like my friends are my power kingdom hearts and (laughs) i fucking love those games before anyone comes at me for those that's my favorite fucking game series of all time do not come for me on that wow i got really defensive there i'm just saying i know that kingdom hearts gets a lot of shit 
but <laughs> it's sometimes rightfully so because the writing can be kind of weird at times but <laughs> this comic does such a great job in getting to that point but really giving you everything that you need and it makes sense for the character like there's a moment where i gasped because the fucking robot armor popped up and i was like he's gonna fucking try yeah. to kill him yeah yeah you're fucking yeah. Try to kill him here it is but then the armor covers mark to uh-huh. shield him uh-huh. he pulls an iron man three yeah Just straight up he does and he's like my enemy has sent his outermost protective shell to help me where is your help like oh my god so fucking cool it's great it's honestly a great fight yeah but it, only made even better because of the narration mm-hmm. like it's it's very impactful yeah just your, your punches have nothing behind them but your own strength yeah. because you're a viltrumite who clings to the old ways Oof. you value and respect only strength you feel only the strong deserve to live you cling to practices that our people push to the brink of extinction you see us as people living only for conquest measured only by the size of our empire no room for peace no room for compassion no room for love and the way that they do those three lines yeah. of like with the armor his... melting off of him oh, oh my, my god, god. Mm, yeah. like it's so cool man hype as fuck hype as fuck yeah it's great yeah and just and i want to con- continue from like this point it's like under your leadership the viltrumites stood for nothing fought for nothing just like you just like you look at what they became under my father's leadership look at how they transformed you can't see it you can't allow yourself to see it but it's there they're here they're fighting for earth for their families there this isn't a huge shift but it's there it shows the potential of what the viltrum empire can be and that's very much at least to me spoke like that fucking jor-el like they will stumble they will fall but in time yep. they'll join you in the sun like that yep it's a great counter and i was to like that. fuck dude mm-hmm. it is a Holy great shit. counter to that moment and it's oh man it's so fucking good this is the this is a combination of the two inspirations of what led to make invincible what in, invincible is and the fact of um both spider-man and S- superman combined in this one in this one character this is like yeah. the basic ex- essence of what this character stands for yeah um absolutely agree yeah i i love his finishing move by the way something yeah, that do, he used... do you want to do the do the narration for that finishing move oh this yeah um, go for it uh it proves there was a compassion in our people always there beneath the surface buried under all that strength and fury it's there waiting to be nurtured so it can grow we can be a force for good we can spread peace throughout the galaxy we can love and be loved and we can be happy and he just rips out rips out like, his fucking throat rips out his throat oh man with his teeth with his teeth Fatality. so sick dude it's so good it was such a reminiscent of like conquest and like other times you know yeah. that he's done this and he, he just, resorted to ev- he gave everything in this fight to win it mm-hmm. so and so thrag is thrag. fading away into the sun is just there lying there and he's falling and mark's 
Mark's feeling it. Mark's he's like, bur- this is the Mark's end. Burning this, is up. this is the last moment. And then yeah. who fucking comes in for the save? He goes, if only I could live to see it. And then, and then. And then. Seth again, Rogan flies in. Reveal. That page turn. <laughs> and then that page. <laughs> Just that, that's the sound I want him to be making when he makes this. When he rescue. flies. <laughs> <laughs> So he grabs Mark. Alan saves him, and as they fly away, they pull they pull a Dragon Ball Z perfect cell where they're like, "There is no under no circumstances is uh-huh. he coming back. He is uh-huh. melting down to every atom. Uh-huh. He's left on the surface of the sun to burn." So I was going to say like a T a T one thousand burn away. That too. Yeah. yeah. And so ends the saga of Thrak. Let the past die. Burn it if you have to. You're still holding on. What though? (laughs) And they finally did let the past die. As Thrag dies on the surface of the sun. Uh What a fucking ending. What a fucking cool ending that is for that fight. It's a great fight. It's so cool. It's so good. What a definitive end. Like, yeah to such a such a villain like such a yeah. satisfying end to a villain that's that's what i've, ne- I've never seen so before yeah after he endangered tara killed olivier like that shit was uh-huh. for olivier no uh-huh. well like other other like so much more like this character we've kind of just like you know this is i i kind of was uh a little hard because it was just like this is growing me to hate Freddie Mercury in some we- weird way. <laughs> the whole time I kept staring at him. She's like, like, I don't like it. this character. We've we've seen Thrag for the last 70 issues. Yeah. He, he was introduced 70 issues ago. Wow. And it's interesting what an impact the character made, who was introduced halfway through the run. Yeah. What an impact that character made. I mean, honestly, give it up to Robert Kirkman. That is an incredible villain arc. Absolutely. He yeah. has had, I think, one of the best villain arcs ever, and that he is a consistent villain. Mm-hmm. But then there's that period where we think like he's not necessarily bad; he's just doing yep. what's right for his people. I will you never know? forget that page turn when he comes to help Mark to help against Mark. the coalition. Yeah. Like, uh-huh. I will never forget that. Like, so fucking cool. Yeah, Thrag is super interesting. Absolutely, he's yeah. an incredibly well written character. He honestly. Perfect Cell is a great comparison. He's a really good, like, Perfect Cell level character. Totally. Totally agree. Because Cell is the best Dragon Ball Z character. Uh, or, I'm sorry, villain. The, the ve- best villain, should have sure. And should have been the end of Dragon Ball Z and the Dragon Ball franchise. It is if you only watch Dragon Ball Z abridged. Incredible. Watch <laughs> hey. They rule. So, uh, <laughs> and then also just, I, I loved how personal he got as a character. Like it was a very, like he mm-hmm. was working on like a macro level. And then as yeah. time went on, his slights against Mark became more personal and more personal. Yeah. Like I am just for Olivier, like him just punching him. And as I can just hear the music going as he's getting those final blows in fucking red, the blood of angry men, men. black. <laughs> so good so and i also love after this when they get them back to the ship mark is burnt to a crisp yeah like mark's like a pompeii victim yes Yes. absolutely but he is alive thankfully yeah and then uh 
Alan goes, does a just a quick change across a panel. Like, this man is almost naked, and then in the very next panel, he is fully clothed. Yeah. Very quick. Very quick change. Bravo to the uh, to the tech crew that made that happen in between scene transitions. <laughs> Listen, sometimes you gotta be quick to change, bro. It's true. Yeah. It's true. So he's Alan, still a leader. He has to he has he has to make some appearances, you know. You're right. Exactly. You're right. You know, can't be nude forever. Exactly. So Alan goes to speak to Ursal, and the two of them kind of have a conversation for the first time. And Ursal kind of talks about how fucked up her upbringing was. And Alan's just like, yeah, yeah, it was pretty fucked up. But I mean, like, everything's okay. Like, and I, and I love how hard this hits too. When he's like, did your father ever teach you the pe- teach your people the concept of forgiveness? Incredible. It's because they're just, they're two parts of the same coin. They are. And you don't mm-hmm. realize that until they're in the room together. That's but they're so both that beta true. ray bill type of That's they were so both read the war. Holy shit. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. It's genius. You and Absolutely. you don't get that Fuck. on the page. But you have to have the history of both of those characters. Fuck. You'd be like, That's oh my so god. True. Right. That's why you put those two in the room together. Because god they are both damn. bred from the same page. She could be the next Alan. God she damn. Could, yeah fucking good right fucking that's good wild. writing that's good writing, writing. Good writing. holy shit wow. so we pick up with chapter 141 and uh, this which one... real quick has one of the best covers incredible I this cover it. is perfect because this tara ready to fucking drop in the <laughs> ready yeah, to fucking drop ca- somebody ready to catch some hands like she's ready like, to Let's lay fucking do this. some truth yeah. <laughs> truth justice in all the way this Hell yeah. issue almost mm-hmm. broke me yeah as a reader uh, as someone who has been going through this for the first time like over the last 27 weeks this nearly broke me because we see debbie um sitting and i am going to say just because it's been a little bit since i've done it music cue here folks start chapter 141 with sarah Borellis's gravity and oh. it will fucking destroy you like it did me. <laughs> um, just, we see Debbie packing up her clothes into Lescria. And Tara's like, what's going on? And she says, you know, the war is over. Your grandfather was hurt. And we cut over to the, uh, the cop ships. Mark has gotten some serious skin grafts to try and heal him. Uh, looking like the patchwork man. Uh, <laughs> if I may make a very specific pull. Please do. He looks like Data in the second half of yes. Star Trek First Contact. Oh my god, oh, you're man. so right. Oh my god, you're so right. Oh, wow. Holy shit. When he has the human skin patched on. That's so true. that's his kink is the Borg Queen blowing on his human skin and him feeling it. Anyway. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what a weird fucking movie. Weird. Just- what a brilliant cool. movie that is it's incredible, incredible but it's fucking weird <laughs> yeah remember when you know the board queen drops like she she's just her head her shoulders and then the spine thing and it drops into the body and then you feel things when you're six and you're watching that for the first time no just oh oh okay so mark has some skin graft uh... <laughs> so mark's talking to Talking to Eve. Oh man. And Mark says, you know, how's my dad? Can I see him? 
And then we cut to the scene. Nolan is resting very comfortably. He's got this piece of machinery basically keeping him together. And the moment that I knew he was dead was when he opened his eyes. And you just see how bloodshot they are. Again, another really good thing that they kind of tipped off to in the last issue. Mm -hmm. Uh, No, issue before last with uh, She Who Will Not Be Named. Because that was a thing when she's dead on the table. Her eyes are just like fucking blood red. Yep. Yeah. Like that's, that's again, good (sighs) consistency, good writing. And so Nolan's dying, right? And uh, Mark is trying, he's saying, you know, we can fix you. We can fix this. Like you've like, we've, why aren't you healing? And Nolan is basically like, look, like my heart is damaged. And It looks like not only is the equilibrium the weakness for Viltrumites, but if you actually damage their heart, they can't Wolverine heal. Yeah. And so Nolan is on death's door and he basically tells Mark, like, you have to lead the Viltrumites now. You have to do this. And Mark straight up goes Jon Snow. He's like, I don't want it. Like... (laughs) He doesn't want to leave. He just wants to be with his family. He missed five years of his daughter's life. And now all he wants to do is retire. And Nolan says, you know, look, like, I get it. But this, these are your people. And with them changing their direction, like, think of all the good you can do. And think of all the bad that can be done if you aren't there to help guide them. And it's such a huge progression of mark's character because again at the beginning of this series mark is in no position to take any of this on but we've seen him grow we've seen him change we've seen him develop to the point that it just makes sense it makes sense it's been leading to this yeah everything since day one has been leading to this moment he's been and it makes growing sense. and changing and now he's at a point where all of his life experiences can now guide him to make the right decision. It's just, it's, it's incredible. Um, and I, man, yeah. When, when he hits him with the line, you know, Mark or Nolan basically says, you know, I think about Thrag, what he did. And it reminds me of who I am, who I was, but more than that, who I could easily be again. Mark says, no, you've never, you're better than that. And Nolan says, if I am, it's because of you. I need you to know that I fucking started tearing up. <laughs> it's this page is very hard. Yes. Yeah. It's very hard. And he makes a point to mention she who will not be named uh-huh. and says, you know, you, you were free from that. You weren't raised as a Viltrumite. You were raised to have compassion for life and you can lead them. You can show them the way to loving and be, and exactly what he was saying in his inner monologue when he was exactly to be happy. And that's what makes that monologue so powerful is that it matches up. Like Nolan is telling Mark, you have already gotten to the point where you're ready for this. You just don't know it. Like, but everybody else does. Everybody else knows how ready you are to take on this responsibility. And he says, oh man, he says, you changed me, change them. 
and Mark just, I'm fuck. I I love this spread. I love this two page spread because Mark does what I think anyone would in this situation, where he just begins like his mind is going rambling. a million miles per hour, and he's rambling. He's trying to find a way to fix this. He's trying to find a way to convince Nolan to keep fighting, and then. He's like, you know, it's it's you. You showed us the way here, and then all of a sudden, he realizes Nolan isn't responding. And the next page is Mark embracing his father, who has passed away. And then it gets it's, worse. It's the realization that of what Nolan's last words are. Yeah, it's because I I remember the first time reading this, like yeah, when talk, it when it came out, going through it that. and like reading this issues being like this, this was very hard uh, again, very hard to read first time you're reading it. Yeah. Um, you know, I had years with these characters, you know, like years of seeing Nolan grow and change and everything. And you, you get to this point and you're reading it and, you know, he, he says the Mark, you changed me, changed them. And he's got the tears in his eyes. And then you get the two page spread. And I mean, it's pretty obvious you know, that Nolan is gone. But I was so focused on what Mark was saying that I didn't realize it until Mark realized it. And I immediately went back. I was like, wait, what did he say? Like, I completely just glossed over it. How important that, that that's, that's his last lines. That's the last lines of a character we've seen since day one. And it's, it's. It's incredibly poetic. It's incredibly poetic because it's beautiful the entire story really in essence invincible as a comic has been a story of a son changing his father yes and yes mm, that choked mm, mm. um yeah the idea behind that is incredibly powerful and uh profound and Nolan is a character who has gone from the lowest of lows to the highest of highs, um, attributing every step of his journey and every um, every growth and development he's made to his son is beautiful. And, oh, God, okay. Ugh. It's great. And again, this is, it's delivering that Superman promise. Yeah, it's the the classic. I it's my favorite, my favorite line in the Christopher Reeve Superman movies, is the the father becomes the son and the son becomes, the, son the, becomes father. the father. Yeah, and that is what this entire series is all about, and it's it's beautiful. Like it, when you get to this point, and that's when it all clicks together, and it's it's perfect. It's yeah, it's a perfect series wrap for a character. Yeah, like absolutely. this could be the last issue and absolutely. i'd honestly yeah. be pretty satisfied and if it was just nolan's story i think it would make sense it would make sense, sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but for me when it gets even worse is the very next page when debbie and tara walk in and it is heartbreaking there's no words none but you know exactly what's happening. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, we turn the page, and it's been a little bit of time. I'm assuming maybe some weeks. Uh, Mark's skin grafts are taking very well, and he's starting to 
grow some hair a little bit. Little buzz Mark coming. looking real Dick Grayson right here. Looking real Rick Grayson. Looking real. Uh, I would Rick say like specifically Grayson. like 2003 Dick Grayson. Like short Fair. haircut. Like I'm just, it, I'm it just looks like the, Ed McGinnis Dick Grayson. Yes. No, I, I, Ed McGinnis Dick Grayson. Absolutely. It's very Ed McGinnis Dick Grayson. I was, I was thinking a little bit of the Tim Drake from the Arkham series. Just, uh, oh, 40-year-old man, Tim. 40-year-old man who is also at the same time 20-year-old man. Tim. Yeah, 40-year-old yeah, exactly. man Tim who's dating Barbara Gordon. Yeah. Exactly. Still, what a weird... Buzzcat and everything like that. What a weird yeah. situation that was. What a weird Arkham, choice. Arkham games are God, great, but... they're great games, but what the fuck is that? Anyway. <laughs> but yeah, so I... You get to see... Even Mark having another conversation, like having their first conversation since this whole thing went down. And I kind of love this conversation because just like the rest of this issue, it gets at the heart of these characters mm-hmm. where Mark has decided that he's going to take control of the Viltrum Empire. And Eve does not like that idea. You know, he's he's basically like, you know, it's my father's dying wish. My people need me. And Eve hits him with the Terra and I are your people. Fucking good. Gutting. Gutting. Absolutely. Gets gets straight to the jugular. Body but shot. Body shot. <laughs> he, he says, you know, think of the good we can do. Think of the example we can set for our daughter. And she goes, we'll be reaching Earth soon. Go wake up your daughter. And he goes, okay, but I'm taking the fact that you dropped the subject to me and I just scored a win here. We'll continue this later. And she smiles. She's like, just go. Like, I love mm. the fact that they disagree, but that they still love each other. Yeah. It's so human and it's so real. It's so earnest. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It really grounds oh. that relationship. Uh, it's it's a thing that, you know, Spider-Man comics, again, we're, this entire episode, we're going to keep referring to Spider-Man. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, it's, it's the thing true. that Spider-Man comics get a lot of praise for yeah um is that like his relationships always feel very grounded and real i think this is way more earnest. this is yeah. way more earnest like this oh yeah this feels so real and so genuine like mm-hmm. these feel like real people they feel like people that i would go to like a dinner date with totally. you know and be like what's new with you guys you're like oh well i gotta take over the Ultra empire <laughs> eve doesn't like that naturally she's like I oh think it's shit stupid. you know like yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know like it, it feels very genuine yeah <laughs> So Mark goes to wake up Tara because they're almost back to Earth. And he delivers one of the best monologues I have ever read in comics. Yeah. Do it. Do it. Uh, Do it. Me? Uh, okay. Can you? <laughs> yeah. All right. I was going to say, if you can't, one of us can. I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll do it. Just as, a, as an aside here, folks, I just, as I'm speaking to you the day before, I had an endoscopy, so... My voice is not great, but I love this monologue so much. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Here we go. It's so milky good. Come on, girl. So Mark Mm, goes into Tara's room, sits down next to her, and he says, When my father died, I felt so alone. Then I saw you, and it only made me more sad. When you look out into the abyss that awaits you as you grow older, you're always looking past your father. He's always there, facing it before you and telling you what to expect, preparing you for what's coming. He's a comfort to you. He's a comfort you grow to take for granted. And when he's gone, it's just you 
facing the abyss alone. Seeing you in that room when he died, it just reminded me that one day you'll feel just as alone and scared as I did in that moment. But for now, you're sleeping. And you're happy. And everything is okay. Right now, in this moment, it almost seems cool to wake you. Fucking beautiful. <laughs> it's it's such a great such a great moment. And it's really like again, the full arc for this character. Yeah. And that's when Eve runs in, tells Mark that there's a problem. And a, another great page turn reveal, we see that there is a robot blockade around the earth. So this is this is when we get to issue 142, which this one does have a different title. It's still the end of all things, part 10. But it's also titled, appropriately enough, Robot War, part one of one. Yes. Incredible. Yes. Incredible. 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 Incredible pull. Like... <laughs> Like a like a sub uh, like a subtitle already on the subtitle that's already on part of this. It's like wow, yeah. like three three titles in one in one comic. It's like it's so Lord. brave, it's so bold, it really is. <laughs> so uh, let's talk about how this new cut really works for Mark. Uh, really fucking works. It yeah. looks really good. I kind of wish he always had this haircut. It reminds me a lot of actually the cut he has in the animated series. Like, cause it's very, it's very sleek looking. It is, yeah, it's, yeah, it yeah. is tighter in the animated series. Yeah, yeah. I, looks, I mean, I dig it. He looks a little Zandel, actually. In yeah, this look a little bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You're not wrong. He does. Uh, uh, one of the alter Invincibles had this cut. I, yeah. I don't remember which one did, but one of them did. Definitely. Yeah. But it looks even better on actual Mark. You know? Totally. Yeah. On he, 616 he mark looks great. Well. 616 mark. So <laughs> actually, <laughs> since he, he actually visited the 616, we'll say 615. The, okay. 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 Here we go. Sounds fine. 615. So he could be ultimate universe mark. He could be 1610. <laughs> oh my god. Ultimate mark. 1610. Uh there's a fucking idea. Ah uh, yeah. Ultimate invincible. Ultimate, ultimate invincible? invincible would be so cool. Write that shit right now. So where the strongest hero in the entire universe is rightfully kaboomerang. So <laughs> we see Mark, you know, get to the command center. Alan's like, look, dude, they've set up a blockade. I don't know where robot is. He was on the ship. And then we see robot. I love this sequence. Like robot flies out of the ship. Invincible just punches through the ship to go after him. Right? So <laughs> sick, dude. As he catches up to him, he just, Robot just like ejects from the armor. The only piece of armor left covering him is his helmet. And so he like just rockets towards this armada of robot armors. Mm -hmm. And he like links up and with just one. just dips into one. Yeah. 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 So Again, cool. Iron Man 3. Yes, <laughs> absolutely it is. So beautiful. It's him switching through all the armors. <laughs> and so robots okay so i'm gonna say something here and then we can discuss this robots line of thinking makes sense it does yeah it does because yeah. it's absolutely accurate because he had brokered a certain he had brokered a peace with uh with nolan and with the viltrumites that were on earth 
now that Nolan is gone, the Viltrumites have no reason to continue that piece. And Mark, who does have a vendetta against Robot, rightfully so, has every single opportunity and every reason to turn the Viltrumites against Robot and his forces. So Robot decides to strike first. So he heads down and basically says, oh, he, I fucking hate this, but I love it at the same time with how they do this. Robot broadcasts on the open frequency of the ship. And he tells all the Viltrumites, like, hey, I have your kids. If you want to see them alive, bring Mark Grayson to me. Like, oh, God. And you oh, see yeah. fucking Craig and Lucan pop into the command center. And Alan's just like, fuck, we just fought. We just finished fighting here. And they start fighting him again. This was heartbreaking because of everything we had accomplished with these characters before. But, but it also, also makes again, sense. makes sense. Yeah. yeah. And fighting shows, for their kids. shows that it's working. Yeah. It's it shows that they have changed so much. This is this is a huge thing that they're yeah. doing this for this reason. Right. Not just because it's the winning side, not just because it's the right thing to do. Like it's because of their kids. Yep. That shows a huge change in these characters. Absolutely does. It's and fucking so, awesome. And so, real quick again, music cue here. Uh, Zach Hemsey's The Runner when this issue starts or i mean really you can do it right at this page where uh redeemer start craig fighting. and lucan start fighting against alan oh man primo stuff they're basically yeah. like okay we gotta eve tara and debbie are like okay we gotta figure this out we gotta figure out how to help or how to like you know uh stop the viltramites from fucking killing people she rounds a corner and ursal's there I got so fucking hyped when I saw this page turn and it's just it's hey, fucking cool. Help. I fucking jumped out of my chair. I was like, <laughs> fuck yeah. Cool. <laughs> you know what this is? This what is, is queen shit. This this is queen shit. This uh, is Eve being the fucking... queen of the Viltrumites. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like it, you're not wrong. She may not like that Mark's gonna be king of the Viltrumites, but this is her doing some queen shit, being like, listen, we need you guys. Like, the Viltrumites are being manipulated by a robot. We, we need, need you, you to, to be help on us defense. get to Planetfall. Yeah. And I like, love it's, it's queen shit, bro. Super <laughs> fucking cool. And it's, again, when you're listening to that music, again, The Runner by Zach Hamsey, this moment is just like when the, like, the violin starts going into the percussion. Like, it's so fucking cool. Cause it's like, uh, yeah. Viltrumites are like fucking a problem, but hey, we have this whole fucking army of Viltrumite juniors here. Yeah. And we're going to so. use them. So, and and I love this too, because obviously the conversation between Ursaul and Alan has started a new line of thinking for Ursaul. And she's like, Alan told me about forgiveness. If I help you, you will forget the bad things I did to you, right? Is that how that works? <laughs> and he was just like, yeah, no kind of but not, exa not just, exactly just I'll, I'll explain like this later <laughs> <laughs> i just oh man so fucking cool i love that and so we see a very familiar log cabin as invincible has gone to the immortal for help and immortal's like why now and he you know mark fills him in on everything that's going on and he goes Kids, you're ready for the first big superhero fight? And we see the fucking children of the Immortal and Duplicate. 
Twins. Ready to fucking go. Are you sure it's not Wally West's kids? It seems like it's Wally and Irene. <laughs> or not Irene. I- Irene and Jay? Yeah, it's <laughs> Irene and Jay. Yeah. I Absolutely they're, they're dressed just like them, too. Like, it's yeah. 100%. It's so fucking true. Vibe. I was getting also, Captain Mar. Captain Marvel, like Shazam family oh, yeah. vibes, basically. Shazam family That's hell yeah. yeah. And Kate reading like Abraham Lincoln. Abraham Lincoln, the life and writing. Love that. So cool. So funny. Okay. He and I just really quick. I just it means a lot to me that Immortal took up Nolan's pastime of writing books. Yeah. Oh my god! I, I didn't yeah. even think about. That that yeah, i, I figured just because either. like right he was abraham lincoln so like of course he's gonna write an abraham lincoln book oh shit i, I didn't even think about that i thought just, somebody else again, wrote this full book. circle <laughs> about this whole like i never liked you the feeling was mutual just mm, sings say it rhymes it rhymes, it rhymes. <laughs> <laughs> gotta do the hands every time it rhymes it rhymes <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's the thing about star wars that it, it rhymes it rhymes so Adam Eve on the fucking flight of the Valkyries is coming down from the sky with all of these <laughs> fucking Viltrumite juniors. And Tara's having a great time. She's like, we should come to Earth more often. I like Earth. Like- <laughs> <laughs> and then all of a sudden, look who's there to to meet them. Is that motherfucking tech jacket? Tech jacket? DJ, and tech jacket yeah. looking slick. slick. New the armor. New he looks like armor. a mech. Yeah, like he, yeah looks, he does. He looks like, looks a, like a like fucking a, super Sentai. Yeah, yeah he's he's Sentai'd up. Hell yeah! So oh, yeah. you really see it on the next page. On the next page, he really looks like Sentai'd up. It's yeah. talk, yeah. And let's talk about this fucking next page because Mark is rallying the troops here. Holy fucking shit! We've got everybody back and right dead center. There he is, our boy, Lifeline. <laughs> I, <laughs> I mean. It's got two of the most dangerous people in the universe there. sitting in the front and of the couch. Yeah. Sitting on the front of the couch, Kaboomerang, and sitting right behind them, standing, Best Tiger. Best Tiger. Not, yeah. not good Tiger. Best Tiger. Best Tiger. Fuck there's yeah. Also, <laughs> there's also DA Sinclair right in the middle. Yes, in the back there, there is. Which yeah. is interesting. Make sure you remember that. It's a special tool we'll save for later. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I loved this shit. I love that. They're like sitting there. It's like, look, you guys, I know you've been working with him, but it's time to take him down. I know we're outnumbered. The door fucking opens and Tech Jack and Eve are there with a fucking army of blueberry flavored Viltramites. Blueberry flavored army. And they're like, okay, maybe we're not. Let's fucking go. And I, this next page especially, I fucking love because we get to see- all the purple people eaters. So <laughs> we get to see fucking Brit Jr. in his Bieber phase. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Brit Jr. I fucking love this. They're Where basically like, you know, you sure they'll be safe down here? And, he, and Brit's just like, trust me, nobody knows about this place. Nobody. Also, Brit Jr. is a chip off the old block. You protect them if he needs to. And I fucking love this interaction. This interaction's so good. Tara's straight up like, can you Door. fly? I can fly. And Brit Jr.'s like, no, but I'm super tough. You could break a tank in half over my head. And she just wallops him. He goes flying into the wall. Right? <laughs> Eve's just like, fucking Tara. And he, she's just like, what? It's not a tank. I, I just hit him. And he just pops out. He's like, didn't hurt. Didn't hurt. <laughs> just with the fucking looks- shit-eating Ooh. grin on his face. Yeah. That it, Between that and then that next panel of Tara turning, she's like, like cool. cool. Like, yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> like when they grow up, they are going to be the best tag team duo. Oh, like, hell holy yeah. shit. Oh, shit. Yes. And then the next panel after that, I love that he's like very much chip off the old block wearing his dad's like old sweater. Too. I know. Yeah, I love man. it so I much. Love it. I love it. It's I'm going right? to get all of us these sweaters for Christmas. That's just what's going to happen. Military sweaters. I, yeah. <laughs> I, I expect it and demand it, sir. So by Christmas, December 25th, if it's not there on my porch, I swear I will come back at you going like, where the hell is it? Where's my sweater? Where's my Brit I sweater? Want, I want my Brit. Well, so that. next panel I love too because Debbie's like don't worry about us we'll be fine and Jessica's just like we'll be bored we'll be bored I <laughs> love... she's been in so many goddamn basements I know <laughs> she's in another basement I fucking love it so much that's the thing again just the continuity here it's so of good. this one series it's so sticking so hard it, with its spinoffs and everything yeah. sticking so hard to his continuity so that you get something like that and you're like right of course she's bored by basements how many times does she rust to the basement all the time <laughs> like, she's just on her fucking time. tablet and i love that it's she's great just, she's just over it she just she understands she's, she's just like done. yeah cool yeah, whatever yeah. and so we get the fucking <laughs> saints are coming in the next page where mm-hmm. in where mark has gathered the entire invincible universe to yeah. battle against robot and his many robots we even see fucking mm-hmm. da sinclair pulling a modok or a uh what what is it a uh, j jonah jameson that too the spider slayer i was thinking of <laughs> sigourney weaver in uh Aliens. get away from it him you bitch 100 percent one of those kind of mech suits yeah it's, it's, a, it's a james cameron mech suit. yeah so they fucking they're going in there basically and mark is letting them know like hey don't hit them too hard impact causes a sonic vibration that hurts us you have to fight smarter with them you'll get it and ursal is straight up she's she's down for the cause she's like all right we'll do it for you here we go and i love this next page too where it's just like you have greatly miscalculated your odds mark grayson and mark just again just lobs brit at these things yes Love it. So As good. the Viltrumites come to intercept, Craig goes after Mark, and Mark, in a show of maturity and a show of ingenuity, goes, I'm going to get your children back. Put on a show, make him think you're on his side, but if you kill anyone, you'll never see your children again. Tell your friends. And, and just th- throws him. <laughs> so this good. is, this so is the first uh, canonical moment. reference to Mark Grayson loving Taking Back Sunday. Uh, <laughs> because he wants him to tell all his friends that uh, they've got a gun to his head. I that just want to break only you down so badly. <laughs> so we grew just, up. Just, in a cer- just know we grew up at a certain point in time, listeners. Possibly uh. the best time when it comes to music. Oh, TBS baby. What a what a magical golden age it was. Uh, so we see Zendel, Two Face Zendel, going after uh, going after Two-Face Eve, and Eve straight up wallops him with the force of someone who I can only expect has been hit on by a forty year old man too many times. Yeah. She punches the shit out of him yeah. and makes both of his faces match. Like and he liked it. I hate him <laughs> so much. That's the problem. Yeah. So the battle continues. Craig actually just straight up goes, I fight for my children. I fight for my lives. (laughs) And he just goes after them, right? So uh, they're able to break through a wall 
invincible Wait, that 2K spread though though it's great oh, it's man. busy but Talk it's about great it. man so busy like we've got so much happening in like so much it's so much to the point where like ryan otley can't even get out the details in the background yeah. for most of this there's so much going on there's so much going on. like donald's in like one little yeah he, he gets the important part where donald is just looking bored as hell yes. on the far <laughs> right side like uh, all right. uh, you can see the twins here. yeah immortals twins are off on one side too yeah. Uh, Pegasus throws the Bruzier over off to side. Oh, Bruzier! Yeah. Like, continuing the continuing, continuing French the French violence. French violence, yes. French yes. violence lives through the Bruzier. French revolution lives on forever. He's like, Viva la France! Like, Forty Olivier! I like to think that that Olivier is living on through Le Bruzier's spirit. Oh, absolutely! Absolutely, hung out. They definitely smoke cigarettes together. All we need—they definitely smoke cigarettes and had an espresso together. Absolutely, they shared a baguette. Wouldn't it be amazing? Wouldn't it be amazing if some reincarnation that Olivier popped up and he became a cat, an invulnerable cat, and worked with Olivier? Oh, invincible cat! Invincible cat! (laughs) I smell right, Robert Kirkman. An idea too dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> so they break through this wall, and Mark entrusts Tech Jacket and Adam Eve to go rescue the kids. So Tech Jacket burrows into the base, and I loved this bit. This was she's awesome. like, all right, let's do this. Door opens, and she's like, okay, this means we're getting close. And we see all the fucking Rihanna men. Yeah. And I'm like, let's go. We're fucking all cards on the table. We've only got two issues left. Let's fucking do this. <laughs> and so Ursal helps Invincible. They're they're basically they're battling. We see Monster Girl and Monax doing their thing. Mm-hmm. Really fucking cool. I love um, their bit a few pages ago where they're fighting the robot drones and Monax says, like, I'm sorry I was right about him. And Monster Girl says, so was I. <laughs> like, oh, I, so good. I, I love that. I love that relationship. I think that relationship is super interesting. And so Monax gets pulled away from Monster Girl. She's just battling back as many drones as possible. And Robot says, you know, Amanda, I, I'll always love you. And Amanda says, you don't even know what love is. And then a drone pops up that's like, I'm afraid you're right. And she straight up just goes, here, he's little corrections inside this thing. This one, this one. And I just love him just going, shit, 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 shit. And he's trying to like maneuver away. And Mark just picks him up. Mm-hmm. Grabs him, takes him up into orbit, into the atmosphere. And he's like, you know, what's your range on them? How long do you think it'll take me to get you beyond it? You think I can get you out of range before you notice that my Viltramites aren't flying after me? And then he gets out past into the atmosphere. He's like, huh, guess so. So everyone everyone who's not a robot drone surrenders because all the robot drones fall to pieces. Craig is just bloodlust at this point. He's like, someone fight my children. No! <laughs> so I'm going to nitpick a thing real quick. Do it. Uh... Much like your communicator thing, this is okay. my equivalent of that. In that, uh, how many times we've we seen Rex go to space? A I mean, lot, a lot. But we also yeah, haven't seen him, seen him connected to other drones. We no, seen so, what the other drones are doing while he's in space. 
No, but we know that they've been like a peacekeeping force like on Earth. So right. like when he's up in space, are they just not active? Are they just standing there? Well, he did That's say a it was weird a last thing. resort. Not well, the plan for. That's so strange. We also he did say that they're out of range. Um, when he took yeah, they're out of space. yeah. They took out so that I imagine like whatever when he took them out of their range of like his mental, uh, 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 whatever the mental range that he has to control them, it they just stopped. They just became yeah. groanless like robots. It's, right. It's very episode one when they blow up the trade. Roger, Federation Roger. Mm-hmm, yeah. yeah. But like that means every time he goes off into space, they're just inactive. Which that's is probably well, which is probably why he employs the other heroes. Yeah, I guess that's to deal with stuff. Also, but I, but I agree, also, it is it is weird. That's a weird like yeah. Deus Ex. Well, there's yeah. also like there's also those kind of moments where he actually is on Earth and he sends the drone out to go out there and from whatever command center right. he boosts Fair. up. I imagine whatever the command there must center be some that kind of amplifying booster. signal. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Makes sense. To, okay, to that makes make sense. Work. Yeah. So Mark takes Robot into space and Robot is immediately stricken by how beautiful it is. And he's and he tells Mark like, look. I get that you are mad about this and I have no explanation for you. Just that I'm empty. And I love that Mark is just like, no, fuck you. You're not empty. You're evil. He's like, don't try to turn this into some sad story about how different you are and how that makes you special, how we need you. We don't, we need to be free of you. And this is, I think a beautiful moment because it's two people who have suffered and who have used that suffering in different ways. Both of them have suffered in their own rights, have lost people, have changed from their first appearance in the comic till now. But Mm -hmm. while robot let his, his demons and his trauma define him, Mark used, used that trauma to rise above it. And I just think it's it's a great. I love any time that a big old bombastic fight ends in a conversation. It's just something that's yeah. always really gotten me. Me too. I yes. love that. And robot eventually gets to the point where he's like, "You know how valuable I am. You know that I can help people. You know exact. You see exactly what your father saw that I am a force for good." whether or not I do it practically or whether I do it, you know, with kindness, it doesn't matter. I am, I have the ability to do so much good and you don't know how to separate that from what I can do. He says, I'm smarter than it's possible to give me credit for. I can see you thinking, you recognize the good I've done, but you still fear the bad I could potentially do. And he's like, you know what you need to do and mark's like yeah yeah i figured it out next page he just fucking kills him just fist through the chest it's like, a great page great page the stars like vacuum of space yeah everything. the blood pouring out from his back it's very very it's very like uh it's a very alien moment for me just just like just floating in space yeah. uh to invoke another Star Trek movie, it's very Star Trek Six: The Undiscovered Country, uh, where blood floating in space and in zero gravity is a big plot point. Right. This has been uh, Malcolm's Star Trek Corner. 
Make yeah. sure you tune in next week <laughs> as we dive deep into Star Trek Nemesis. I never trust the Klingons and I never will. I'll never so, forgive them for the death of my boy. <laughs> <laughs> so back on Earth, we see, and I I didn't pick up on this until I reread it because I read through this a couple times before this. Mark is setting up Immortal to basically take over. He's like, yeah. look, you're going to run things now. Yeah. Um, and look, we have robot's brain being you know looked over by da sinclair right like what the fuck like holy shit i thought it was like like this uh-huh. freaked me out this uh-huh. freaked me the fuck out like, because now this. robot is not dangerous yeah yeah robot can't do anything to hurt anybody yeah he can just and have we can ideas. still use his brain he could just be the ideas man yeah he just he- gets the pitch in full circle <laughs> full just circle all, he gone from being ideas. a baby yeah, you know, uh-huh. baby in the tube, and now he, and he's uh-huh. a brain. And now he's just a brain. brain. And it was uh-huh. like, oh my god, this it's is genius. so amazing. And immortal, and I, I'm sure you caught this too, but it reminded me of when Mark went into the future, way, way, way back. Yeah, when uh-huh. immortal mentioned when you left me in charge of the world, and you yep. left with the Viltrumites. Yep, incredible yeah. writing. Yeah, just uh huh. He ha- he planted the seeds so far back. Yeah, that's issue 56, 57, something yeah. like that. Yeah. And here it is, Manifest Destiny. Like, and here it is, shit. Manifest that fucking wild, right? Fucking <laughs> wild. This book fucking is good. good. <laughs> so <laughs> good. good. It's like, so good. So we see all the Viltrumites uh, reunited with their children. And Eve brings Mark over to meet Scott. He says, you know, this is... <laughs> Her husband Scott and their daughter Molly. And Mark's just like, you know, look, I'm very sorry for your loss, sir. And Eve goes, This this is the this is her son, Marky. And Mark meets Marky. Marky Mark. <laughs> In the just same the way that we abs- meet Tristan. Yeah. The, the same way we met um well, Tara. Yeah. Yeah. Same way we <laughs> met five year old Tara. Like that's <laughs> incredibly well done which brings us to chapter 143 oh my god final chapter for this episode so we flash forward two weeks and mark is still trying to figure out what's what he's gonna do he's taking his hair really looking nightwing now really looking nightwing he's got the peaks mm-hmm little strands falling down mm-hmm he'll have so the full mullet pretty soon pretty soon Ugh. He's addressing <laughs> the entire combined unified Viltrumite Empire, which is staggering now. Like, look at all uh-huh. of that. Yeah. Holy shit. It is a legit empire. Bodies everywhere. Mark what, goes, makes, what makes daddy so special? I, I, I love that. that. I love that. So Mark goes to visit Nolan's grave with Debbie. Two of them have kind oh. of like a nice moment. Oh, this is like this is like a this is a more Spider-Man moment than anything right here. It's just oh, it's very going to, Spider-Man going to visit Uncle Ben. You know, like Aunt meeting Emmy and Uncle yeah. Ben. Yeah, just oh my god. He's like, it feels like just yesterday you were yelling at me for reading comics in the bathroom. Uh. <laughs> like so deep good. cuts here. Such Meanwhile, over at Scott's house, 
Marky is having a real hard time with the passing of his mother. Scott, bless Scott. Just Scott is a good person. He's a good person. Scott is a good person. He's a good dad. Scott is a real damn good dad. Scott's a good dad. Yeah. He he is also built like a fucking brick house, this man. Well, the woman he had to be with, of course he had to be. Yeah, you're not wrong. Scott's hot. He's an older dude, but he's hot. He's a zaddy, man. He's a zaddy. Jesus Christ. So he busts (laughs) through the door. Um, after he hears a boom and finds that Marky has left, and we get the implication that Marky's powers have manifested. And then we get a real interesting conversation between mm-hmm. Mark and Alan, because Mark is now the uh, Grand Regent of this empire, and mm-hmm. Alan hits him with a, your new empire! <laughs> <laughs> and thank you. Thank you. Thank you for laughing. Mark, my allegiance is to the coalition to democracy. democracy. <laughs> and Mark just straight up goes, if you're not with me, then you are my enemy. He doesn't it. outwardly say that. No, he just like, for sure. no, like this is, this is handled pretty well. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and Mark's basically like, he, he says very frankly, like, yeah, look, you saved me from the surface of the sun, but that doesn't mean we're cool. Doesn't mean we're bros. Like, you still got my brother killed. And Alan's like, look, I, I get it. And Mark hits him with the, you're a better leader than a friend. And that's okay. Yeah. Oh, we've hit that age where responsibility, responsibility. it gets in the way. Yeah. Such a yeah. great line. So good. So good. That and is a line that... for just life in general, for anybody in, yeah. in, in no matter yeah. what Fucking universe truth. you are. Cause it's just, that's yeah. kind of what it is. It's it's the response. It's not about good or evil or whatever you whatever habit. It's about the responsibility that you have and how that just really interferes with the love and compassion of what you do with in your life and your family and friends and everything like that. What a poetic uh, saying for pretty much all of this that's been yeah. going on. About what's fair. It yeah, shows- exactly. <laughs> it, it shows the passage of time. And we're a long yeah. ways away from the two of them sitting on the moon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But here we are, the two of them sitting on the moon. It's true. Yeah. And, and Alan's got a little cape. He's got a little Adam Eve cape. Alan has a little Adam Eve cape. And I like to, this is my headcanon. I like to think that Tara convinced him to have it. That absolutely makes sense to me. Yeah. Because she knows. I like, has I like to think that case. Tara, yeah. That's Hell yeah. Adorable. So, and they make a, they make a very interesting point to leave this off in kind of an uneasy air because Alan's like, after our last conversation, I wonder if I need to make sure basically saying that, like, can I count on you? And you know, if something happens and Mark says, of course, Alan, as long as the, as the shared goal is something we agree with, we will always come to your aid, but not if it endangers Viltrumites that I will not do. They're my priority now. And Alan understands but he knows that that could be a problem. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Big problem. Maybe. So who knows? Who knows? Priorities, baby. Priorities. Priorities, baby. So Mark tells Eve later on that night that he thinks that it would be best if they basically took the empire to the stars and tried to spread justice and, and you know, justice throughout the galaxy just at the moment that immortal calls in and 
they have to go address Marky because his powers have gotten out of control. He's toppled a few cars. People keep shooting at him. And he's he's a five-year-old child. He maybe six-year-old child. He has had a rough go of it. He doesn't really understand what's happening. People keep Poor shooting at him. Kid. He's terrified. He's freaking out. Yeah. And so what's Mark and Eve swoop in. Me? Yeah. And I love the callback where he's like, hold your breath. Oh, yeah. And then takes off with them. And then as they're in the sky, you know, he's like, who are you? And Mark says, I'm your father. And Marky proceeds to pass out. Adam Eve catches him. She's like, look, I'm going to go get him contained. You go help with cleanup. Mark heads back down. And who do we find? Who do we find? The Mauler Twins. The Mauler Twins are back. I just hear fucking run the jewels. Don't get captured every single time I see them. The Blood Brothers. Blood Brothers. I mean, the Mauler Twins. (laughs) You're fucking right. So (laughs) it's no longer the Mauler. It's the Mauler Twins again. The Mauler Twins twins once again. again. So, and honestly, it's been so long that I don't remember which one was the solo. Who cares? <laughs> so it's just, at this point, neither of them probably. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Mauler twins are basically like, look, we got all the funding that we need for our experiments to change the world. Like we're over doing the villain thing. We're helping. I love it. Up. I love that. They won. Like, yeah. it doesn't matter. Yeah, they won. Yeah, they got their funding. That's all they, they got their funding. Yeah. So back at the Pentagon, uh, Mark is in containment. Scott shows up and he's like, look, like he's scared, like I realized we should have told him, but it's just like, I wanted him to feel normal. And that's when uh, they all decide to go to the, to the brain, the brain, the brain. <laughs> it's so good. To go to the brain. Yo, I'm going to say this right now. This is what they should do with Hank McCoy. Fucking put that in print, baby. Absolutely yeah. agree. If you fuck have been Hank reading, McCoy. The, fuck, fuck Hank McCoy. Man. Fuck Hank McCoy. <laughs> just say unequivocally since the era of Krakoa. Not since long before that. Fuck Hank McCoy. Okay. Okay, McCoy. So as we uh as we come to find out that the brain says, you guys gotta leave. Like the Viltramites need to leave the planet, because like this is only going to happen more frequently with all these Viltramite kids running around. And Eve's just like, no, like we can develop a system, we can make it work. And Mark surprisingly is like, no, I agree with Rex. He says, you know, there's what pieces <laughs> here. Like there's so many of us. It's, it's just going to cause trouble. And he says, we don't belong here. So he and Eve are just having the conversation and he's just like, look, they're going to follow whatever I do. They're going to follow me. We're going to go to the stars. We're going to find our place in this galaxy. And in the final page, the, uh, the process to get all the Viltramites and their kids. I love the kid with the backpack. I don't know why kid with the ball. I, ball oh my cap and the backpack. He's like, that stood out to me so Off we go hard. to summer, to summer camp. Here yeah. we go. This fucking up looking motherfucker. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I got my activities. Backpack Hello, I'm Russell. I, am here. <laughs> I, I want the spinoff. Of this series to be focused on that kid for the rest of that. For that kid's got that kid and Craig. That is that, that kid, kid and Craig. Because you know that's one of Craig's forty-five kids. One of Craig's forty-five kids. Yes, yes. Craig, Craig and, and me. me. That's the spinoff of Invincible, right there. 
what's yeah. that what's that really crappy vince vaughn movie where uh which one he like yeah. <laughs> he 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 was like a sperm donor for like 80 different like parents oh, or something fuck. and so um, it's like all of his kids come in to find them or something like that oh like, yeah like no, no you're gonna make like, give me that movie but with i hate you so much. <laughs> it's like baby daddy or something like that i don't know it's yeah it's um delivery man delivery man delivery i was like, it's like man? donor man or something yeah delivery man delivery yeah. man yeah yeah because yeah. he like knocked over the sperm or something like that so he's got to fill all of them himself Fucking and incredible. so yeah yeah, just give me that movie, but with Craig. So the preparations <laughs> and then it was are, 85 kids. Jesus Christ. So the preparations are being made. Um, Mark's there in his full regalia. Yeah. His full emperor regalia. He's got that fur coat, baby. And yeah. uh, Scott walks up. And he's like, hey, look, I'm sorry. I don't want to cause any trouble, but Marky, Molly, and me, we're not going with you. And that's where it ends. And that is where we're going to end this episode because we are taking our time. We are going to go. It's a two part finale. It's a two part finale. Like all good series have. Uh huh. Uh huh. Um, As we are wrapping up here for this portion of the two part finale, gentlemen, what did you think of this? volume the final volume and what was your favorite part i'm going to start off with malcolm uh i love this volume i i think this ending is really great next week we will have a conversation that you may be surprised on my answer but uh i love this volume i think this volume is very fascinating it's so good and it pays off so much emotionally this is the most emotional volume of the series uh, just because you've gone through the whole run with these characters. And I mean, 70 issues of Thrag and we see the end of that character. A uh, hundred plus issues of Robot. We see the end of that character. A hundred plus issues of Nolan. And we get a full wrap on that character. Like it, it's, it is a very emotional volume. Uh, these three of these characters, three of these antagonists and protagonists that we've followed for so long. Um you know, it's it's a lot. Uh, my favorite moment is that fight on the sun. Yeah, that fight on the sun is one of the best comic book fights I've ever seen in my life. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Crazy good, Jacob. Um, yeah this this was a lot of for just the ending of it um, of really tying some loose ends. I really loved everything from this and really couldn't expect anything more. I really was hoping no one was going to live because that's just how I always feel Same. every time everything happens, every time anybody personal in the, in these, in these comics get, get. And, um, but at the same time, yeah, this, this is, um, this, this was an amazing journey to go through this entire series to get to this point. Um, to to be avoiding these issues for as long as I did to be here was really something to finally relive all that and have it be concluded here. Um, you couldn't get any better writing and storytelling through the through this volume through any other volume except for this one because this is this is where it was a culmin- culminating to, and um, I just. Um, that surface on the sun fight was something I've never seen before and really was more engrossed than anything and took more time 
Um, I went through a whole, I don't know if you can hear it, but I went through a whole um, small plastic packet of Kleenexes just reading this volume uh, from, from everything from the fight to, to Nolan, to what happens after, what was that thing that happened after Nolan? It was like, boom, boom, boom. Oh, everything. the robot uh, war. The robot war part yeah, one. Yeah, and then it's just, everything just kept piling up on more and more. Um, this made me kind of, I think we should recognize who she is now, because um, uh, this made me, I really wish we still got her story in vivid detail of her growing up yeah, when when Mark was away, but Anissa was kind of like the culmination of what happens in the end here, and everything that um, led up to this little moment at the end of this volume was just like, okay, well, I guess we can see where the destiny leads um, from from whatever happens. Who knows what happens in this last issue too? But yeah, but you can you can like hope for and, and kind of predict what, uh, and just make nothing but theories on what's going to happen from here on out, um, to way to way to tie this all off. And, um, I guess like my favorite per- personal moment is that robot moment. I really, that freaked me out more than anything. Cause I didn't, I wasn't sure where was going to happen. I thought they were going to compromise. I thought they were going to, I thought it was going to be another uh, conversation that led to them actually reaching a viewpoint where they both satisfy. I thought it was going to be a dinosaurus moment, you know, mm-hmm. just, just the, a full understanding of where they both are. It is, and but it's I, also learning from the dinosaurs. It is. I, I, yeah. I was going to say in, in some respects, it is a dinosaurus moment because it, invincible kills him too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but the thing is, he, the only difference is, is like, he realizes the good, they can potential and like just saved his brain, which was beautiful, beautiful to me. Just, just thinking like all of that knowledge and all of that uh, potential is, wasn't wasted. It was actually utilized for the betterment of the entire planet. Yeah. Poetic justice for that character. Right. Exactly. Like lightning. Yeah. 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 Yeah, this was one of the most emotional volumes that I've read throughout this entire series. This has been a fucking journey, folks. And I have been going through this with these guys every single step of the way. And issues like chapter 141 would not hit as hard if you didn't have all the weight of everything going into this. Um Issue 141 is my favorite part of this volume, like the entire conversation with Mark and Nolan. Um, It hits me really fucking hard. And um, watching a character that you've grown with, who has changed and who you've seen develop over the course of over 140 issues, just uh, saying goodbye is not easy to that character and that's what makes wrapping up this season so hard it's very difficult to put into words how much this series has meant to me and thankfully this week i don't have to because next week is going to be our big old part two our grand finale that's why i wanted to give us some extra time a little bit because there's this last volume has a lot that's a lot. Yeah. yeah. The next issue feels like an entire volume's worth. I'm warning you right now. 
Wow. The next issue has a lot. What's well, a going it's on. a big issue, isn't it? It's like 48 pages or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. Uh just so everyone's on the up and up here. Malcolm has read this issue before because he has read through all the issues before. Um, Jacob and I have never read up, you know, this point. We have never gotten to this end point and this last issue is going to be the first time that me and Jacob are reading it for the first time. So um, we don't know what's going to happen. We're really excited to wrap this up. It's bittersweet, but uh, next week we're going to be talking all about chapter 144, the ending of Invincible. We're also going to be talking about just the series as a whole doing kind of an overview some of our favorite moments maybe we'll we'll talk about each of our favorite volumes our favorite characters we'll even Mm -hmm. kind of touch on some of the auxiliary stuff what we liked what we didn't like and maybe just maybe we might have an announcement for what we're doing next so spoiler it's definitely wolfman this time (laughs) it's definitely can you imagine Can you imagine just the next four weeks is just Jacob doing Wolfman? Yes, I can't imagine it because that's what we agreed with. (laughs) What what are you talking about? So we'll see you guys next week. (laughs) (laughs) So tune in next week for the grand finale of Geeksplain Book Club presents Invincible. Tune in for that same geek time, same geek channel. But for now... For my fellow blueberry-flavored Viltramites, I'm Eric Azana. I'm Malcolm Russell Nelson. And Jacob Brown. And we will see you next time. We're there.
I'm gonna be muting myself a lot because I'm eating. I'm not gonna lie to you. What are you eating? Subway. Subway. Gotta it's, eat. just, it's my it's my Friday tradition. Eat gotta fresh, Britta. Gotta go fast. I, I gotcha. I just finished eating. Gotta go fast. Eat fresh. Oh, you can't even see it. You can't even see it. <laughs> Is that a wrap? It's, an, it's a it's little, an, little, just, little flatbread. Flatbread, baby. I can't remember the last time I've been in a subway. Probably pre-Jerry Foley. Probably probably pre-Jerry. <laughs> exactly. Exactly.